This is a letter to you. Future Luke. Drunk outside the Lady of Man. Future Luke. You're a fantastic animal. You're fantastic because you got through the plague that I, current Luke, I'm going through now. And you're an animal because look at you. All that exercise made you look amazing. Much better than I do now. I want to hear you roar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining that's powerful. A good lad. You know, deep, powerful. I know you'll be standing right now outside the Lady of Man in Northfields on a future Saturday because you can't get a ticket at the game. So you drink there with the people that go. They get in a taxi and then you hang around drinking with whoever else is in town now. I'm imagining this because... Well, why change what's boss? Future Luke, I know how you feel. I know you feel fantastic. It's natural after all this time locked up. And how can you not? Looking like you do, you're raring to go. I don't blame you. If I looked like you, I would feel fantastic as well. But I need you to calm down for a second. I'm writing you this letter because I know when this is all over, you will face a choice round about now. And I want you to confer with this letter when you are faced with it. Assuming you haven't lost it. I know it's possible because you are a sexy animal. Your phone is full of futures. There are possibilities in it that you know will take you to certain levels of chaos. And I just want you to take a second, slow down, harness that animal energy. And think about which one you're going to walk down and which one will make you the most fantastic animal you can be. The pressure on you right now to live your life to the max is almost paralysing. The pressure to have the time of your life is making this letter hard to write, so is what I'm saying. Don't worry about the choice you make next being the best story. Just stand still for a second and calm down. Look at the building directly opposite Rigby's. The sort of grey one. It might be loft or something now, and look up at the carvings on it. The people. In fact, just look at the building next to it. And the one next to that, right down to the prudential one. I'll give you a second to take them in. This should slow you down for a moment whilst you gather that animal energy. <sighs> These buildings are like churches. I think it's also fair to note that I come in from town so I only see these buildings when I'm leaving the pub so I may not be in the best head but look at them. They're nearly as majestic as you now, you fantastic animal. Usually, when you're with people not from the city, you use this moment to tell them that Liverpool has more graded buildings than anywhere in the UK except London and we lost most of them in war and still have the title. You can feel the air from the sea here. On a hot day, that air, like the one I hope you're in, the heat makes time stand still. Potential fun in the air. You can almost feel people falling in love tonight. But that's not for you, not right now. Right now, all you have to do is slow down and start appreciating what you're doing right now. Let's do that. Be your six-pack and your calves that look like horses' legs. Let's slow down. When you look in your phone and you see the catalogue of chaos and mad stories that the streets of Liverpool have to offer, think about this before you choose one.
This Luke, the one talking to you from the past, is right now two and a half months without seeing anyone. That's 75 days. Right now my body that will one day be as ripped as yours but right now is podgy is slipping in and out of nihilistic depression and sometimes I'm waking up at 4.48 and I'm thinking of Palestine and of Belarus and of me ancestors and mines and docks around Wales and Merseyside and I'm thinking how lucky I am but that I still feel pointless and want to die. This has taught me something about art and your art, our art, that I think you need to bear in mind now. Art doesn't make anyone like you. Mad stories don't make anyone like you. The people that checked in, sent stuff, called you are the people you should want to see right now because if they hadn't made a choice at some point to choose love over chaos, then right now you would probably be dead and everything would be pointless. Think about me and the people that saved us. Not you and the mad story you'd like to create. Think about those people. These are the people that matter. I know you. I know that in moments like this, I have caught you run away from genuine conversations. I know you well enough to say that right now, you've probably been invited somewhere and you won't go because you might actually have to talk to someone you like. And you might actually have to feel connected to someone... So you're going to call the scattiest people you can find and talk nonsense until 6am? I'm asking you now, future Luke, half cut, 32, outside a lady a man, to do the thing that honours the people that saved you. Because you don't know if you're going to be me again. Alone. Depressed. Scared. And if you neglect those people, there is nothing worth living for. And in that moment, all these possibilities will be just death keep looking at the buildings as well breathe chase the love of the people that matter have a great day you fantastic animal love you blame it on the Beatles and Bill Shankly I suppose you could just blame it on the Beatles but to be fair, Bill Shankly probably had quite a lot to answer for as well. The thing is, we all thought it was normal. We were young, in our mid-teens when it all started. And when you're that age, you don't think too much about what's happening around you, in the places where you hang out. You don't know any different. What happens is what happens. It's just the way things are. Only it wasn't normal. For what was then a fairly ordinary city like Liverpool, it was about as far from normal as it could possibly be. But, as I say, at the time we all thought it was normal. And we thought they were normal too. Well, no, we didn't actually. In fact, we thought at first they were from Germany. It wasn't that long after the war, which for us teenagers seemed like ancient history, even though there were still loads of derelict bomb sites all over the city. In Liverpool, we didn't get to see many people from Germany, so that made them a bit unusual. But the sound they made and the way they looked... That was something else. It's difficult now to describe the way it felt, watching them, listening to them, that first time. It was Litherland Town Hall in 1960, two days after Christmas. The poster outside the hall listed three local bands, the Del Rainers, the Deltones and the Searchers. 
and in big black letters, direct from Hamburg, the Beatles. We'd never heard of them. Inside the hall, the opening line of Long Tall Sally hit us like a thunderbolt as it was hurled out across the dance floor. The singer stood at the mic, screaming out the words. It was electric. The hairs on the back of our necks stood on end. We'd gone out for a bit of a dance and then, all of a sudden, nobody was dancing. We turned towards the stage, mesmerised by the sound and by the look of the leather-clad figures. Don't get me wrong, some of our local bands were good, but these lads from Germany were like some sort of primeval force coming at you. There was a loud roar as the song came to an end. The singer waved to the cheering crowd. Thanks for that. It's great to be playing for you all tonight. One of the girls I was with turned to me. Jesus Christ, you'd almost think he was from round here the way he speaks. Then she was gone, heading towards the stage. An hour later, as they ended their set, the whole place erupted. Over the noise, one of the guitarists was shouting into his mic. Tar very much. We'll be back here soon. See you then. We never guessed for one moment that we'd just witnessed something special, something that was going to change almost everything. All we knew was we were on a real high. And to make it even better, Liverpool had beaten Rotherham United at Anfield that same afternoon. We'd not longer a new manager, you see. Bill Shankly, his name was. There was something special about him. Everyone was saying he was a bit of a renegade. Once he'd got the job, he refused to take a blind bit of notice of the directors who'd been picking the team each week, saying they didn't know the first thing about football. And he was right, they didn't. With a bit of luck, he'd shake the place up a bit. And it needed shaking up. Seven years it was since we'd been relegated from Division 1. Seven years. And Everton were riding high. That seriously hurt. In Liverpool, football's like a religion. It really matters. We've been close to promotion a couple of times only for our hopes to be dashed. Some days it felt like we'd be trapped in the misery of Division 2 forever. But not that evening. As we left Liverland Town Hall, what with the music and the football, we were buzzing. So that's how it all started. Eventually it changed the world. But, as I say, at the time it just felt normal. This is the home that love built. A love born in the spring of 2015 on a 24-hour date. Heebie-jeebies, Peter Cavanas, the Caledonia, then back through the quarter to Rodney Street. We grew together against the backdrop of Mackenzie's tomb. Our evenings scored by the soundtrack of Shiverpool in the street below. Stories hiding ghosts. Yet there we were, in love, blind. 200 years of history stood around us as each day we carved out our own. I remember so many things about that place. The way the sunlight would stream through the sash windows, the promise of the weekend waking up outside, piles of records on the floor. There was music all around, always, filling every crack, corner and cove. I remember the Indian rug we argued over in Jaipur that travelled 4,000 miles and beat us home. The first time you made mushroom risotto. I remember the night I saw a mouse when you were out, so I stood on the sofa screaming. 
I remember my head on your chest and laughing, laughing, laughing. That time you spelt out S-O-R-R-Y in my favourite crisps. I remember the birthday Valentine's Christmas cards that we would leave up for too long and forever keep. I remember the parts I'd rather forget. How slowly we knitted together and how quickly we fell apart, my mind unravelling. And how you held on, opening the door to rebuild our old love anew. The heavy hope of starting again. I remember it all. The light and shade of our lives suspended in the hourglass of time. And so we grew together against the backdrop of Mackenzie's tomb. Until the past pushed us into the present. Five years boxed up in bubble wrap. Closing the door to start our next chapter. Whose ghosts lived there before us, I wonder? And who has moved in, now we've moved on, to fill more space? Our voices echoing still, in flat four, number eight. Hello everybody, what a beautiful day for a digital picnic. And I'm so happy to be giving you certain things to take on this glorious day to help you enjoy your picnic even more, hopefully. Now, I don't have a particular joke to share with you, but I do have a couple of programmes to go in to your picnic basket. One is, I'm sorry I haven't a clue. It's a Radio 4 programme, comedy programme. For years, it has made me laugh in the kitchen. I started listening to this programme probably when I was pregnant because I used to stand at the kitchen and I, I love the radio on for company as so many millions of us do and this program has made me laugh continuously every time I've put it on so I hope it makes you laugh if you get a chance to listen to some of it and of course dear Tim Brooke Taylor died this year uh, sadly um, and I never liked him on the goodies when I was younger I never laughed at all at the goodies but when I listened and met Tim Brooke Taylor and Graham Gardner in this programme, they were some of the funniest people I've ever heard, so I hope they make you laugh as well. Yes, and a favourite song. I don't have a favourite song, but I have a few, as so many of us probably do. Anything by Cole Porter delights me, especially night and day, and then let's do it. One of the things I love about Cole Porter is the language, the words, the lyrics. I'm a big word lover, so if a song's got interesting words in it, then that appeals to me greatly. Uh, a poem. One of them is Shelley's Ode to the West Wind. I remember reciting it, not for public, um, not for the public, but for myself, and just absolutely loving it. Having the good fortune to have gone to the Mediterranean, Greece, Italy, and the way he talks about um, the Mediterranean in, in the poem just absolutely is so evocative. I love that poem. Another one is um, If We Must Die by Claude McKay. Seems very, very, you know, apt for the moment. Um, it's very stirring and um, poignant. And I just wanted to include that. And lastly, one of the poems that often goes through my mind 
if I think about poetry, is the poem that begins, What is this life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. And I live in London, a very busy city, and often those words remind me to calm down. And I was introduced to them by my mother. She often used to recite that prayer, that poem, sorry, but it feels like a prayer. Uh, and of course, Maya, Maya Angelou, two more poems. One is Still I Rise and the other is Phenomenal Woman. If you haven't heard her recite this live, do Google it. It's absolutely fantastic. Very affirming for all women, um, I feel, and for all people. Um, if you, you know, take that sentiment of, you know, not being looked down on, but, you know, really affirming yourself and it's funny and that again is another kind of poem prayer for me a recipe um i love spices and so it would have to be something to do with um some spices and i do a curried lamb and i also love jerk chicken so i'll pop those recipes in there for you to enjoy very simple as well but tasty um, a picture. I have chosen Taj Rost's picture called Rook and Figure, and it was done in 2019. One of the reasons why I like this, I am a lover of the sea. Coming from Liverpool, I grew up by the River Mersey, and I was fortunate to go to Wales as a child on holiday every year. Thank you, Mum. And uh, anything with the sea in it, I adore whether that's to be with to do with music or painting. But this particular one has a couple of young black teenager boys standing on rocks and in the background is the sea. It's lovely to see these two healthy boys uh, standing there with that background. So often I think we're quite used to different kind of backgrounds when we come to see, uh, you know, think of black youth. But this one was, it just affirmed me seeing two youngsters um, in nature, strong, healthy, standing on a rock, standing tall. One's looking one way and the other one's looking another way. Um, and it's a very modern painting and he's a figurative artist. Taj Rust lives in America. Oh, the best memory of the theatre. There are so many, I'm happy to say. The most recent one was the Roman tragedies that I went to see in Holland. I was working in Holland at the time and decided to stay on an extra two nights to see this trilogy. Five and a half hours of theatre. These The Roman tragedies encompassed Antony and Cleopatra, Coriolanus and Julius Caesar. And it was directed by Yvonne van Hove. The theatre was in a traditional... A theatre um, in Amsterdam and it was you know established but what they did we walked in and the audience could walk all over the theatre whilst the show was on we could sit anywhere we wanted to this whole experience cost me 60 euros which was incredible and um, we paused and we had food on the stage amongst the actors and then we for five minutes and then they'd resume what they were doing they also filmed on the street. It was one of the most remarkable experiences I've ever been in. 
But also there was a section of it that went down back to traditional. I think the last 40 minutes was done in the traditional where the, the actors were on stage and we were in the audience. And in a way I liked that as well because it was something that we were familiar with and just it was nice to add the traditional along with the, the modern and innovative as well. Um, and that was the most recent theatre, memorable theatre experience, and it was worthwhile staying in Holland uh, whilst other people had gone home and staying in Eimauden and learning about Eimauden, the, you know, the defences during the Second World War and going to the beach there before I went to see the, uh, the performance. Um, and, and I will travel far for theatre. I'm one of these people who I've got, if I, if I can, I've got to. Uh, go uh, and that's the furthest I've travelled from home to go and see a show or you know but I would travel further hopefully if I had the money um, and if I was working on a pro pro project the the another uh, uh, memory was seeing Ghost Dancers which was a ballet by the Ballet Rambert with my mother and feeling absolutely captivated by by it I can still remember it Vaguely, but um, it was very, very special. I hope you can take um, some of these things with you and, sh and, and enjoy them as, as much as I have done as well on your digital picnic. It's been lovely doing this uh, and I look forward to hearing any comments back about what you think of the, the things I've put in your basket. Dear Crazy House... It's a Thursday at the K, a sticky, smoky two-for-one day. Outside, freezing our quiggins off as the bouncers make us wait, but no ID, love? Not to worry, love. Let's start out nice and easy. Second floor till it gets sleazy, with the blokes twice our age. We'll just stay till they play rage downstairs. Down we go, through the thick cloud of smoke. Feel the pounding in my head and the bass inside my sweating chest. We're jumping now, we're moshing, bodies pressed together, thrashing. Find a weird hard seat to rest on, catch my breath. On the move up to the top, to laugh at the scowls, to mock them. But soon we're up and with them, dancing free to Steps and Kylie. The perfect oxymoron of a Smirnoff on Doc Martens. But one more time we're down the stairs, time for lights and living on a prayer. And chips and cab and back because we're up at the crack of dawn for school. See you next Thursday, freaks and geeks. See you next Thursday, sticky seats. See you next Thursday for the best fucking night of the week. I got in a taxi with a liver bird, on the way to a lovely word. I stopped by Peerhead to look at the Graces, where the Beatles live now, all in brass faces. I've seen Florence, Eleanor, Scylla and Bick. My name's in the cavern, scratched on a brick. I ate scouse outside in the blue coat garden, got shot on by a pigeon and gave him my pardon. Sat under the big wheel and played I Spy. I had a tab at tobacco and a cry at Berry and Rye. Ended up at Ye Crack and then I wanted to get high. Oh me, oh my, Radio City in the sky. Itchy noodles scratch my head, I am never going to bed. Pop by Central Library and start getting well read. Take the tunnel to the other side, visit the Williamson, go inside, then to New Brighton Beach and go on all the rides. I like the Roger, Henry, Brian, Beat, Oye oh yeah, at Sefton, Ragger's Caribbean Treat. I rode a Lambanana from Lime Street to Crosby Beach, 
got the duck bus to Sound City and then had to dry my feet. I went to see the floor in St George's Hall, the playhouse, the everyman. In the Philharmonic Hall, they've got newsies on the wall. I cycled from Calderstones to Otterspool, chucked up red wine in Prince's Park along the way, had a nap in the festival gardens, then headed down Lark Lane. I attended a meeting under the 1,000-year-old tree, had an ice cream and a sit-down, then watched some dogs on leads. I've been watching horrors, watching soaps, reading horoscopes and doing crosswords over breakfast at the Tavern Co. and charity shop shopping. Always stopping to take the bizarre shit in. Skateboarding round strawberry fields and waiting a really long time for the lights to change at Sergeant Pepper's. The Kaz, the Raz, Pen Factory, Nabsies, roughly handmade chocolate swirls going nowhere up Bold Street. Come and get your bargains, girls! The Park Road Wurlitzers, which apparently broke because too many people were shagging on them. The stench of eggs, three pint legs standing on the ledge and getting up and performing. The end of the summer of love. Some people say flower power died when the Beatles split. Some say after the Stones played Altamont. Others with Charlie Manson and his murderous family. For me, it was when I stupidly told a girl I didn't want her anymore and she agreed with me. Why would she want to be with someone so stupid? I spent most of the year 1967 in and around the Phil, the Crack and O'Connors. At one of the many parties that seemed to be around in those heady days, I met and fell in love with a beautiful girl. I was surprised by it. It snuck up on me and knocked me sideways. I didn't need drugs to get high. She was out of my league, not just because of her beauty, but socially and intellectually. We were together for long enough to make me think that she liked me too. I think she did. We had a good time together. We had our first date in the film. Without sex or drugs, but a lot of great music, that beautiful person widened my horizons. Come 1968, we parted. I phoned her one night and asked to meet That phone call was made from a pub on Old Street, Liverpool 8, around the corner from where I lived in my mum and dad's corporation tenement in Kingsley Road. I don't remember what was said that night. We had no argument. We had our last date in the fill. Writing this, each time I've typed Liverpool, it has come out Liverpool. I wonder why. So that was the end of the summer of love for me. Hello, I'm Pauline Daniels, and I've spent many a happy year working at the Everyman and Playhouse, not least being a part of the first production back when they opened the brand new building. I played Mariah in Twelfth Night, which is my first Shakespeare role, and um, I spent six of the happiest months of my life in the um, the rep company, the, the very first rep company that they did uh, three years ago. Um, if you are in a position to help, then please, 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 would you kindly make a donation? Because 
It's going to be important that we keep our theatres open and that the Everyman and Playhouse can continue to do the great work that they've already done so far. They work so well with communities and brilliantly with youths. I mean, YEP is one of the most amazing theatre companies ever. So if you can, please, please, please look on the website. It's at Everyman Playhouse. Let me check this. Everymanplayhouse.com. And your donation will help them to carry on doing what they've been doing best. Please, entertainment is so important to us. And we have been without it for so long. Please don't let it die. We need you. Please help. Thank you.